Welcome to another of our Lerma Sue Walk and Talk podcasts, where we will be chatting all things positive psychology, emotional intelligence and neuroscience. And this is the place where we try and figure out how to use the science to be the best we can be. And once again, it is Tanya and I here in Como for a second session based on Wahasu, the World Happiness Summit that has just finished um, here in Como. Tanya, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Sue. How are you doing today? I am fabulous because although it's only about 10 degrees, the sun is shining, the sky is blue, and we're sitting here surrounded by a little lemon tree, a little orange tree, and the twittering of birds, which are very different to we get in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. So where we left off last week, we were talking about, or last week's session, um, but really yesterday for us, um, we were talking about the fact that we'd lead into some of the bigger picture elements. So we think we finished on Gus O'Donnell and um, we said we'd get into the World Happiness Report. So um, I don't know if you had any overall thoughts because it was quite an intensive, it was like a breakout session, an intensive session with um, Richard Layard, um, John Hellowell and Jan Emanuel Deneuve. Um, what were your just overarching thoughts about that? Yeah, it was interesting. And I think, um, again, when we think about the theme of Rojas around connection, again, John um, mentioned, and again, it was a panel discussion with Karen Guggenheim, um, again, around the wallet study of, um, yes. I can't remember which countries were involved, but again, how many people would pick up a wallet and hand it in, or would you keep the wallet, etc. Yes. Um, but a lot around like, the, the um, benevolence, um, again, around the worldwide relevance and again, the impact, of course, um, with what's happened, the circumstances, situation with Ukraine, um, more so, let's say, heightened last year. So again, that was quite interesting um, for me. But what did you think? Yeah, well, let's dig into that a little bit more because I love the whole wallet thing. So uh, for those that are not sure, one of the ways that they measure trust in an organisation, uh, in a country, is basically how often, if you lost your wallet, how much trust do you have that you'll get it back by either a policeman, a friend or a stranger. And the stranger is the element of trust that they really use um, around how much trust is there in a country um, based on if you think a stranger will return your wallet. What was actually interesting, it was across 120 um, countries, and what was more stunning to me around that, around the trust, was the, re- the actual return when people lose a wallet is twice what people think it is. Mm. So I think that was interesting. Um, and I know I've heard those stats before, and I still think that's really lovely that actually we can trust each other more. Um, and the uh, comment about benevolence I thought was lovely as well, is that the world seems to have got kinder this year and particularly Ukraine that there is a huge surge of benevolence. Now what was really interesting is the life satisfaction in Ukraine obviously after the invasion um, the life satisfaction has only dropped one point but the, uh, their, their assumption is because the benevolence as in the kindness to each other and the coming together has been so strong it's almost acted as a buffer so they're expecting life satisfaction to drop considerably for obvious reasons and yet um, the benevolence has increased so much that maybe it's acting as a buffer for people about life satisfaction and the other thing that I thought was really interesting is the benevolence in Russia has gone down Mm. Um, and again, I'm not quite sure what that tells us because this is the general population. It's not to do with the um, the government and their choices, etc. But um, I think it was John John Hallowell that actually said it's proof that people are kinder than we think. Um, 
So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's just reminded me, there was a lady in the audience as well, and I think she was from the US, and she mentioned um, that, again, they will see, she's, or they're used to um, uh, hurricanes, hurricanes, in Florida, yes. hurricanes in Florida. And she said, so we're kind of used to this, but um, what she finds really interesting is that then people pull together when that happens. But her question was, um, and I don't think there was an actual answer. specific answer really, but around, well, why can't we continue this kindness? Why does it have to be a crisis, I'll call it, um, mm. that then we all come together? And again, it's it's interesting because I think this would have come up before we again with the pandemic um, mm. or floods. And again, that was, and we'll talk about this again, or any um, world crisis in terms of human nature, uh, not human nature, um, mother nature mother like. nature yes. is what they were thank you yeah. um, that that's when we really pull together but then we kind of not separate um, but this high level of benevolence when a crisis hits but can we not look at maybe continuing that so I don't know it was quite interesting yeah, how do we stay kind yeah. without the crisis yeah. it's a bit like the conversation we had at the diploma alumni session recently is how do we uh, the word resilience well does that mean we have to throw a load of stuff at you mm. bad stuff and adversity so that you can become more resilient well no how do we um, deal with it maybe without that um, I think the other thing that was interesting for me, um, and we're going to get more from John Hellowell with our uh, Live Loma Sioux session on the 14th of April. Um, so if you're coming along to that, please come join us. So we're going to get a lot more information. But the other thing I thought was interesting, which was um, Jan Denev spoke about, was um, uh, the need for other topics. Mm. Um, so um, some of the areas have been dealt with quite substantially should we say over the years in the world happiness report but he was talking about the need for more data for on child well-being uh, more around sustainable well-being which uh. we're going to come back to with some of our other speakers uh, more on workplace well-being um, so talked about sort of more chapters and more in-depth um, research but maybe we can ask John about that when uh, mm. when we see, speak to him in a few weeks time and maybe we can get Jan Emanuel on. I think that yeah. would be really good, really good. So talking about sustainability, I know you and I were both quite impressed with a couple of speeches that mm. were um, on yesterday. Um, and that was Nick Marks and Mike Steger. Um, so bringing that together, what were the things that jumped out at you at, on that one? Yeah, it was really quite thought-provoking. And again, this does link to what uh, Jan Emanuel was saying, mm. because again, he said the well-being angle, we need to look at this another angle. And I've written down the climate change, well-being of our future generation. And he said, well, how do we care about the future generations um, as well? So um, this kind of then did link into, I think, more Mike's um, presentation around that we're actually doing more harm than good with, with our planet. And again, it's about how happy is our planet, which is what Nick Marks spoke about. Um, and again, I'd kind of been reading about this because what Mike did was um, went through the evolution, let's say, of our, of our, of our, planet. Of our planet, actually, not just our species, yes, um, and did the whole step-by-step, um, step, you know, a, step, a footstep will be, I don't know, 100 years, 100 years and what have you, um, and take us through it. So again, it was really lovely, again, to see the visual effect, but also see of... Um, how different species have become extinct um, or he mentioned about the slime that was still there at the beginning of and still the here still here <laughs> in parts of Australia particularly but then how we've evolved but then how much we're actually destroying um, yeah. our planet and that again was really thought for and it came into really the nature element and again why we say nature is really good for our well-being and yet we can still walk down the road or on the beach and what have you and still see rubbish there or cigarette butts mm. and what have you and think 
we're saying we want to help and support our planet, but our behaviour is it yeah yeah and I love how you've linked the two because Jan Emanuel spoke about um, the fact and he gave a really good uh, example of uh, Macron in France Mm. um, implementing a tax to do with climate change and um, then the Yellow Jackets basically saying um, okay you've taxed me 25 euros let's say um, per week that means that because I only earn x hundred euros per week i can't now take my partner to the cinema or whatever i can't go with my partner to cinema so he was talking about well-being dropping in the short term Mm. but actually there's the long-term gain for future generations and i think mike was talking about that and he particularly um created the analogy of your baby um and i thought that was quite interesting particularly because you and i don't have babies um but um what was really interesting i think he spoke about that when you see a baby in the street yes you might smile at it and you might wave if it's somebody you know and you might go how cute but when it's your own baby you are not particularly necessarily happy when you're up at midnight with lack of sleep and you're trying to get it back to sleep and you're tendering to it when it's you know got a messy nappy or when it's whatever you and you look after your child till it's 18 and maybe a longer i don't know um and uh, you nurture it and i think his analogy was that what we're doing is the former as in we're seeing a baby in the street and going isn't that pretty and then wandering off Mm. but we're not actually taking care of it and he gave some beautiful examples of people who might say they love nature but for instance they're catching a big fish mangling it and throwing it back in yeah or they're tearing up on motorbikes across tracks etc is that what you would do with a baby and he, he had some quite funny things of like you know pictures of babies being you know it wasn't gruesome or anything but um you know would you ride a roughshod mm, over a baby mm. would you um do certain things with a baby um so i thought that was just the again reminding us what Jan Emanuel had said is are we actually taking care of things in the long term so i agree i think it was thought provoking yeah and i i'd kind of again I personally like to look into it more a little bit. And again, with, with Mike's presentation, when he kind of started off with the Adam and Eve and one with nature, um, and we were all, you know, back in those days, very natural, we were naked, etc. and we all had a bit of a giggle about it. Because yeah, someone in the audience was like, oh, take your clothes off. off. Oh, no, um, no. Which was very funny. Um, <laughs> But again, he was then saying, um, in a very beautiful way, not I was going to say emphasize, but in a very beautiful way, we've come from Eden, yet we're destroying the world that we've created. And again, that kind of, it, that really resonated with me. And again, you said we've thrived through connecting with nature, um, having meaning to take joy in the change, but we must take care of our Eden. So again, he was kind of really... Mm. He's he's been really thoughtful with his presentation. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Actually, we're not. Yeah. Um, and again, it led to a conversation later um, in the day, Sue. If you remember, kind of like, actually, you know, when you go to conferences, it's just wonderful that yes. we're all in person connection. But you get given your lovely bag, prom- you know, promotional material. But there was, I don't know, ten, twelve leaflets. Yeah. Um, and again, for me, and it's just because I've personally become more aware. I would say certainly in the last few months. Um, Purely because I've realised, to be honest, about how much you, how little you can recycle in the UK, <laughs> the plastics, the different types of plastics. But I was like, wow, yeah. if we really want to be looking after our future generations on our planet and have a happy planet when we're talking about happiness, do we really need mm. to be, because invariably, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of you look at the leaflets and then you put them in the recycling bin. Yeah, and I think that leads beautifully into Nick Mark's um, 
presentation. So those of you who don't know Nick Marks, he was responsible for the original Happy Planet Index and sort of worked with a think tank around that for many years. Um, it's now been passed on to apparently a, a company in Germany called Hot or Cool who are going to continue that Happy Planet Index. And um, he talked about um, the equation, if you like, that they use to create um, which country is sort of the happiest for the planet, if you like. Mm. Um, and this is where Costa Rica comes in. So people, you may have noticed the, the World Happiness Report, Finland is number one again. But actually on the Happy Planet Index, Costa Rica is number one. Um, and I think, what was the US? 122 on the yeah. list? Um, because what they do is they take the country's well-being, they times it by life expectancy, and then they divide it by the ecological footprint of that country. And um, what I think is really interesting with that is, again, how we, how each country shows up in the fact that actually the US is doing more to destroy the planet and Costa Rica is putting more back, if mm. you like, com and in comparison with the well-being. So clearly it's also working. They're not miserable. Um, but also what was thought-provoking about his um, presentation is the first thing he said is, I took the train here. Mm. And it made me think, oh, I got on a plane. I couldn't have not got on a plane unless I didn't come. Um, well, unless I took maybe several months to get here. Um, <laughs> but that was really useful um, for us to think about is, to your point, we want to get together for these conferences, and yet, what's the impact? I mean, personally, I'm not going to stop going at this point because I'm hoping we do more good by coming together than we don't. Um, but who knows? We'll see. Mm. And again, it's interesting because at the beginning of Nick Mark's um, presentation, when he was saying this is around for him building a happy planet um, and he brought up a, maybe three or four politicians up on the screen and he said and if you see actually everyone um, and it wasn't just the UK politicians are absolutely obsessed and he used the word obsessed with growth yes. growing the economy um, and yet which is all very well but we need to be thinking about the planet and again he was like well happiness with a sustainability perspective so again it was quite interesting and to your point about him getting the train with myself coming from London yeah I thought oh yeah what I was saying is um, they you mentioned that, that he commented that growth 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 was like the the theme song almost for many po politicians as their platform for winning um, you know the, an election etc in many different countries and yet growth and, and GDP doesn't actually increase overall life satisfaction and well-being so um, bearing in mind a government's job should be to increase the well-being and the lifestyle of the living if you like conditions of all of their society um, GDP doesn't do that. Yes, it's growth, but then of course we get inflation and then of course interest rates go up, etc, etc, which means it doesn't impact well-being that way. So I like the fact that he made that connection on a bigger picture of growth not only destroys the planet um, for, and well-being therefore for future generations, it's actually not the best use of time if you like or focus for um for politicians mm. so i thought that was quite interesting yeah and i think this is again where he said and I, i've made a note of it good lives and i think he said i had it on a few of his, of his slides actually good lives don't need to cost the earth yes um and again that was quite profound and i did, i'd not actually heard um nick mark speak before so i was really um Again, quite impressed, but really it was thought-provoking for me. And again, it linked into Mike's presentation. Again, just as I say, things that I've been thinking about personally mm. um, in the world, what's happening around us. So, yeah, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed his talk. Yeah.
All right. Well, that's it for today. Um, we will come back on another podcast with a little bit more information. There are a few other amazing speeches that we heard along the way. So uh, we will come back for more very soon. Um, if you do want to hear more about John Hellowell, remember uh, 14th of April is the live uh, in conversation session of, for our Lermasu members. Um, or please, if you're interested in becoming a member, then check out lermasu.com.au um, and see what else is on offer for the year. Uh, anyway, thank you, Tanya for the conversation in the beautiful sunshine and we'll go on and talk about um, some of the other interesting people. Thank you, Sue. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care. Bye.